0: All right, guys, uh, welcome back to the podcast, Grace Under Pressure. Today I'm joined uh, by one of my friends that I've met through Jiu Jitsu competition, Miss Jackie Schaefer. Uh, Jackie, thank you for being on the show. Oh, it's great to be here. It's uh, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, well, me too. Uh, well, for our listeners, tell us a little bit, bit about yourself, you know, rank, where you train out of, those sorts of things. Uh, well,
2: my name is Jackie, I am a purple belt. Uh, I just got my purple belt last July and I've I've been very lucky and I've had one home gym these past six years I train at elevate in Midlothian Texas um, which is kind of southwest of Dallas I think it is I, I feel bad that I'm not a Texas native so I still get mixed up with geography and where things are sometimes um, but I, I, I train there and I have I just have a really great group of people there. Um, and I mean, it's, it's, sometimes it feels really wild to me that I've been doing it this long when I'm like, I've actually been doing it for about six years now when it just yeah. feels like yesterday I was going on the mat for the very first time.
0: Mm. So you said you're not a Texas native. So what, what brought you to, to Texas? Um, well, I'm originally uh, from Chicago,
2: born oh, and raised. Okay. Um, most of my family is actually still up there. Uh, at the time, I had moved down here with my adopted parents because they bought a piece of land and they had this dream where um, there was enough acreage where myself and my adopted brothers and sisters could like each have our houses on it. We could just kind of like live um, together but separately and that didn't really go so well we mm. kind of like went our different ways some things happened with that mm-hmm. um, but I decided to stay in Texas because I just I loved it here
1: mm-hmm. I,
2: I grew my community here I have really good friends here um, established a career here mm-hmm. so so I definitely didn't want to live anywhere else besides here for right
0: now I gotcha. And I know it's, it's probably a lot warmer in the winters than in Chicago. Uh, I mean, definitely. So even though we've had a couple of freezes
2: here recently yeah. that, that that are kind of like, you know what, this is kind of like home, <laughs> even if it's just for a week when everything closes down because it's so icy and, yeah, and, you know, they're just not equipped to throw salt on it and get the roads prepared for the next yeah. day. It's,
0: it's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's when it gets cold down here in the south, we don't know what to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh yeah, so I mean, 6 years that's great. That's about as long as I've been training too and it it, it just a snap. It doesn't feel that yeah, long. It really doesn't. So, I mean, what 6 years ago, what drew you to jiu-jitsu? You know, not that's sometimes not the first go-to for a lot of women. So, what what drew yeah. you there?
2: It was actually, um, my daughter had been doing jujitsu first. Oh, um, she, at the time she was, I think she was like just ending her kindergarten year going to first grade, but she was having trouble with this boy kind of in her grade, picking on her, hitting her a lot. And we just wanted her to be kind of like more assertive and sure of herself. And, uh, my husband at the time now ex-husband um he wanted to get her in some sort of mixed martial arts some sort of martial art and he looked up a gym and that's where she wound up going and she she really liked it she we saw that big change in her where she's like oh i can do this and uh she trained for a bit and afterwards the gym that she was going to they hosted a women's self-defense seminar mm-hmm. and I forgot what, I forgot where the, exactly the donations went to. And it's probably horrible to say, because I know they went to some sort of charity organization that was local, but um, um, I went and, you know, it was great being around all these ladies and we were just talking and uh, learning basic moves for for protection.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: they mentioned that a lot of the things that they taught us were jujitsu based. Mm-hmm. And so I asked, you know, about maybe trying a class that next week. And I went and did my first class. And I went on the side with one of the black belts teaching me basic movements and teaching me how to shrimp. And then I've, I've never went off the mats since.
0: Well, you just got bit by the bug. I love it. I
2: I just got bit by it. My daughter doesn't do it anymore. Hmm. And, but, but I'm the one that stayed in it, like for the long haul. Oh, yes.
0: Yes. About to say six, six years. That is definitely in for the long haul. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, what, what keeps you like so invested in jujitsu? What keeps you coming? Why did you, why were you able to beat the blue, blue, blue belt blues? You know? I mean,
2: I mean, I definitely got hit by the blue belt blues, but I think because I kept myself so busy because blue belt was the three years that I was competing so much all the time. Um, I just always felt like there was another goal that I had to reach. And I just, I loved the, I loved my training partners. I loved my, you know, my team, um, I was just I kept on having fun with it even when I had those moments where I was like why am I competing I feel like I suck like I don't want to do this I would just take a step back kind of reevaluate the why you know like when they tell us as teachers remember your why like I mm-hmm. would go back to that and I would just go and think about like all the good times that I was having like even when I'm teaching new ladies and I'm making them laugh and we're making jokes while we're mid-roll things like that and that's what kind of
0: kept me in it mm-hmm. yeah I know that uh, we met with competition so I know you're involved in the competition <laughs> scene um and so I uh, I think we both said that uh no gi pants was our first competition at purple belt is that yes yes we did we were both the crazy ones saying let's go yeah we were like we were like it's okay
2: well my my very first blue belt uh tournament ever was nogi nationals when american nationals (laughs) was held here so i was like you know what if i did it as blue belt like maybe just make it a tradition like it's just just jump in and go i love it what was it october that we did Noki pants it's been a minute it feels like it's a long time ago i don't even remember like i literally just got my purple belt that july like i was probably like maybe two or three months into being a purple belt and i'm just like i'm just gonna go see Yeah, i'm gonna go see what i could do
0: I, I i think i had even less time i i was august so. <laughs> We're like, we're just here. We're just happy to be here. We're just We're just happy to be invited. Happy to be included.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially too, since a lot of those big tournaments aren't um, in Texas a lot. Mm-mm. And um, like right now I, I don't have it in my budget to fly mm-hmm. out to Vegas and California to compete or Florida and all of those like huge tournaments. So if anything's ever in Texas, like I try to make sure to make it there Oh yeah, because that's actually
0: doable for me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a uh, one coming up in Baton Rouge, which is the closest it has ever been to um, our area. So we're all wanting to go so bad. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, pans isn't too, you know, I say it isn't too far, but you know, you could make it from where we are, you know, in a car, but there's no way I'm God's green earth, we could afford to go to Vegas.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: no,
2: I see a lot of my uh, friends like booking their plane tickets and and, like updating their registrations. And they're kind of calling me out like, Jackie, let's go. And I was like, I can't right now. Like, like you don't understand. Like, my kid is going to be in high school band soon. Oh. So that's going to be a whole bunch of different budget that I have Goodness, to work yes. with. Like, like I'm going to have to be really picky about when I compete.
0: Yeah.
2: And, too, I think competing for so long, so consistently, like, I was really burnt out. Mm. Like, after, like, after the matches at Nogi Pans, I was just, I was ready to kind of, take a step back and, Mm -hmm. and let myself rest from just kind of being in that mode all the time.
0: Right, right. It it is very physically and mentally draining as well. Yeah. Um, The different levels of competition, which I've, you know, stressed to some of the girls at our gym, or people wanting to try, you know, competition for the first time, is that, at each level, it it gets up the notch, you know, so at the athleticism and the, you know, I don't want to say white belt spaz, but you know, that crazy high intense energy is there, you know, you know, kind of makes up for the lack of technique for white belt and to some extent, blue belt. But then I, at least what I've noticed with the purple belt is the technique is so much crisper. Yes. Um, It is very methodical. And so you think you're safe and then all of a sudden crap, I'm out. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it was definitely a completely different experience than than Blue Belt, mm-hmm. like stepping into purple belt arena. And that's why like I was really glad that I was kept at Blue Belt for that amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause at one point, like people were giving me a lot of crap at tournaments. They're like, Why are you still competing as a blue belt? And I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know that this this kind of standard for us competing belts is different as if we didn't Mm
1: -hmm. like, I
2: already know that I have to be ready for a whole different level of competition, purple belt roles rather than just going against any blue belt. No, not that they're not that it's bad, but it's, it's just, it's completely different. Like the technique is crisper. Just like you said, everything is so intentional and and I mean, it's it is rougher,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it feels like it's just it's so, I don't I can't even describe the word for it
1: mm-hmm. because
2: it is that it, it is that other level that you get to as you move up each belt. Oh yeah, it's like these are the people that really know what they're
0: doing. Oh, yeah, and especially when we were at, you know, that big, that Nogi Pan stage, that in and of itself is a whole other level above what you might get at a more local tournament or a smaller tournament bracket. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, again, we were just gung-ho, let's jump in the deep end with some sharks <laughs> real quick. <laughs> so. yeah.
2: And like, again, especially that venue, that venue was pretty, um, like I kind of had a chip on my shoulder walking into that venue because of my experience there for at... Doing world snow gi because world snow mm-hmm. gi was at that it was. same one, and the last time I was there, I was doing, I was I was doing world snow as a blue belt, mm-hmm. and and that was one of probably the worst tournament experiences I had ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I had dropped lower in weight,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, but it was it was an extreme. it, it wasn't an extreme cut. I would, I don't want to say it was a cut because I didn't do all of the weight all at one time. Like yeah. I tried to space it out as much as possible, but I went down to 120 pounds Jeez. to go to, to go to featherweight because my coaches at the time were like, we think you would really perform better if you were mm. against smaller girls. But I yeah. was just, I just, I didn't feel strong, mm-hmm. like, and especially in that venue with how Big it is. It almost feels like a big stage. Oh yeah. Um, and um, I just I didn't perform well. That was also the day that, like, I got a phone call the night before, um, because I had stayed at a friend's house who was kind of uh more local, and so I could take my time in the morning and and uh, sleep in and get there on time. But I'd gotten a phone call that my mother was very sick
1: Mm.
2: and had just gone to the hospital and she had been sick for a while. So like I was told, you know, get ready to be home because we don't know what's going to happen. And her health had already been declining. So I'm over here thinking, am I going to actually make my match, or Should I just go ahead and, and go home because I don't know if my mom's going to live to see tomorrow or not. And I know, I know for a lot of people it was like, would, would have been like, you know, that's your mom, like, just go. Mm-hmm. And at the time, to- at the time, the hospital that she was in was still like very strict with COVID restrictions. Oh, yeah. So no, so nobody could be with her anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm. So it was just a a waiting game. And I kept calling to see what was happening. And I just kept being told that, you know, she was comfortable, and they were waiting for test results. So as as long as I kept hearing that, I Mm -hmm. stayed, but I was like ready to go at the drop of a hat. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So mentally I was all over the place too. And, um, and I went and like looking back at the video footage, I can see all of the places where I was like, mentally, I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Like I was, uh, it looked like I had stage fright, but I was just, Completely not with my head in the game. And uh, I think it wasn't until the very last couple of like maybe 30 seconds or something into the match that I actually like got movement and attempted something, but it was, it was just too late then. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So the combination of the mental um, aspects of it, the physical, just exhaustion from trying to get lower in weight class Mm -hmm. and worried about making weight. It was just, it was a, it was an experience I didn't want to happen again.
0: Right. At a a competition wise. Yeah. I mean, all that, you've got the mental anguish and then you're already going to be in somewhat mental anguish because of the physical demands that you're putting. It's just, it's like a horrible spiral. Mm.
2: It was, it was. And then I I know after that, I took a break for like a couple of months Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and, um, I didn't compete again until the following March when Dal- when the Dallas IBJJF had opened up. Mm-hmm. And by that time, I had worked with my trainer to move me up in weight, mm-hmm. but build up my strength and just kind of be more comfortable at whatever weight I was walking at. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I'm never going to drop a weight class again. Uh-uh. Like, I'm just going to see where I'm at. I'm going to go and I'm going to let the chips fall fall where they may because I just I didn't want to I didn't want to put my body through that again
0: no no and it's one of those things that you know if it's a pound or two that's one thing but if it's a whole bunch of weight I don't know it's I know they do hydration tests and stuff like that in the UFC you know MMA I don't know if they they don't really do that in the IBJJF so it's you're weighing in right before you're getting up on stage so it's not that kind of yeah Sanction cheating kind of thing you see sometimes with the yeah. US. <laughs> but yeah. Uh yeah. So you're when you're depleted, you're depleted. I mean, it you, is what yeah. it is.
2: And especially since even in like local tournaments um that I've seen, like Jiu-Jitsu World <laughs> League or you know, AGF, mm-hmm. you know, you have that option to wait in that day, but like maybe first thing in the morning. Yeah. So like I know a lot of people that actually prefer to do those tournaments because of that aspect
1: right because they're not
2: doing all this extreme stuff to make weight and they go they weigh in like first thing in the morning and then they have a good breakfast they're hydrated they're mm-hmm. warm and they're physically at their best mm-hmm. um so like i definitely i'm a little bit jealous of them because of that aspect of those
0: tournaments too yeah. i wish
2: IBJJF would do that
0: yeah. And that, that would be nice. Yeah. It would um, be nice. I know we we have a, uh, an AG upcoming in Jackson where we don't have a lot of female purple belts. So we're all kind of on this group message board together. Like, all right, are you coming? Are you not coming? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's going to end up being just an open weight category because none of us are the same weight. So. And, and, and that's what I heard a
2: lot too, that like, as you go up in belt level especially for women a lot of times it's just going to be like there's nobody competing at your level or your age or your weight so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a toss-up like do I even want to spend the money on registration fees just to go straight to open class or not
0: right that's that's the question right I mean that's and so most higher belts that I've I've seen they just do the IBJJFs because you have more consistent turnout for those um but you know i think i think the community is growing i've seen a lot of girls come up but they're not going to unless we're at black belt you know at the same time which is going to be several years (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna have a sparring partner on the on the arena floor i guess you could say (laughs) yeah but um it sounds like um so we got the competition still going it sounds like we've uh or wanting to stay comfortable at our walking around weight which is good i that's why i advise everyone to do um do you have any other big competition plans this year i mean i know it's just the start of the year but this year this year i'm I'm
2: working on getting back in the competition scene after after when we were at Mm -hmm. nogi pans i was like i'm gonna take a break i'm probably gonna take as much time as i can to focus more on my coaching Mm -hmm. because especially in in the gym that i'm at we don't have a lot of competitors Mm -hmm. and we still don't have a lot of women yet Mm -hmm. um but um especially with the kids the our kids group is pretty big so i like that i can be a coach to all of these really young grapplers right now. So I wanted to focus more on that. And I just recently just started back training. Mm-hmm. I had, I'd gotten a, a hand injury like new year's day, like new year's day. I went to open mat with my, with my girlfriends, uh, cause we were doing a ladies open mat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I think I had gone in a kind of like diagonal side control that I was testing out. Yeah. Um, and I think I just pushed my thumb or like my thumb extended too much. Mm. And I had a lot of rips in my ligaments and Ooh. tears on that and the side of my hand. So like, I was told I was very lucky and mm-hmm. that the, the tears are, were small enough to scar over if I just left it alone, mm. like, like kept my hand in the brace. Absolutely do not move it. Um, mm-hmm. No training for a month. so i had been off the mats all of this time Mm -hmm. and I like this was my first week actually being back on it and like flowing Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: drilling and 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 getting back to it which Mm -hmm. which was great mentally because I was like I like I, I missed it so much and then physically I was just like how am I this tired like is this how I've usually felt, and I just never fully realized it because I didn't take that much time off. <laughs> <laughs> I came home and I was so sore, and I was like, I didn't feel like I did
0: much. <laughs> it's a it's a different kind of tired if you don't. It roll. is. Yeah. It Ooh.
2: is, and um, like I know, um. Ibjjf Dallas. When I went to go look at it, it had already been full.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I signed up to be staff, so mm-hmm. I can at least be there, some make money instead yeah. of spending money at tournaments. Like I figured go. I might as well get the other side of the coin too, which I did with Jiu Jitsu World League as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'll probably look at. Austin was already done. I'll probably mm-hmm. look at the next time that they do a Houston one
1: okay.
2: um, and IBJJF. But I also, since I have so much other things in my life going on right now, that hasn't been like my huge focus on getting back onto the competition mats. I th- mm-hmm. I think for sure I'm going to do one this year uh, just to kind of gauge and see where I'm at before. <laughs> nogi pants because I think nogi pants is going to be in Texas again that's what I heard but I could be wrong
0: I mean from your from your mouth to God's ears you know (laughs) from my
2: mouth to God's I could like the my teammate or my training partner sometimes I forget that we're not part of the same thing because we train with each other so much I got you um she mentioned that she thought nogi pants was going to be here and so we were talking about doing it um together
1: yeah which
2: which would be great like that would for sure be on the the i'm going to do that one for sure this sure. year sure
0: yeah it'd be great if it but happens yeah
2: it would be and and this year would be yet another new bracket that i'm in because now i'm finally going to master 2
0: really it wouldn't okay. be a
2: master 1 yeah
0: I didn't. Re- I thought we were the exact same. For whatever reason, I thought. Well, I guess it's because we were both in the same bracket. That's why. So <laughs>
2: we were both in the same bracket because yeah. I know. I because I know. I kept hearing that the year that you turn thirty six, you're allowed to be in the Masters ah.
0: division. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah.
2: So I'll be thirty six in October. Yeah. So by that time, I'm pretty sure it'll be. Yeah. Enough of a cutoff to where I can. I would think. Which so. was which was surprising that. When I was when I was just looking at the brackets and stuff for Austin, I saw a pretty good amount of Master Two purple That's women, awesome. and I was like, "That's great!" Because when the last time I checked, there was nobody for Master One,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so that had made me excited to I see said they're all just going
0: up. You know,
1: <laughs>
2: they're they're all just go they're going up in age, they're going up in um, levels, and it it's wild to me that I might not you know, encounter the same blues that I did because they're still so young. <laughs> like they had just turned 30. So they still have like another couple of years to go
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> before getting to master two. But by then I'll probably already be out at master three or four.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that the age is definitely a factor um and the styles of competition that is for sure (laughs) so at least in the masters nogi at least we're safe from heel hooks so we we can't heel hook so
2: we can't we can't heel hook we can't knee bar even though we can't do it but and we i was just having this argument with one of my blue belt training partners because she absolutely does not want to do them at all but even in the training room and Mm -hmm. i kept on like having I kept on having the viewpoint of, but if you learn everything now, you'll be like so far ahead than mm-hmm. when you do get that belt and then you're starting from scratch.
0: Right. Absolutely.
2: Every, every single higher belt female that I've ever spoken with, um, brown belt, black belt, they've mm-hmm. all said, I wish I would have done heel hooks, knee bars, toe holds, all of this stuff a whole lot sooner Mm-hmm. Rather than just starting it right now. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm taking that piece of advice and I'm applying it to myself so that I don't have that regret later.
0: Right. I mean, I- it's good to know because if somebody is, you know, even just messing around maybe in the gym, you know, it's good to know, okay, I need to, this person is putting me in a dangerous spot. You need to learn that red zone when you are in a bad situation and to get out of it. Yeah. And, especially,
2: you know, a lot of these younger guys and girls that like watching these fancy Instagram clips and then Mm -hmm. go on YouTube and then go in the gym and want to try it, not really knowing kind of the safety rules of it, like Mm -hmm. only do this with higher belts, have that conversation before you roll kind of thing. I feel like that's also a good defense for us because we're going to know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. In the event that you can't stop them in time and say, hey, uh, let's let's stop, let's stop the roll and kind of talk about what you're doing. Cause I don't mm-hmm. think you know the rules of this type of game.
0: Right. Yeah, cause there's always gonna be, oh, I just learned this on YouTube. And before you have a chance to say anything, they've already gotten it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's like, we're not saying don't ever go on YouTube. Cause yeah, you can
2: get really good videos of drills, And like just movements, you can rewatch over and over to drill it in your brain. And even just learning how to tie your belt, which for some reason, a lot of people still need help with, um, (laughs) like we're not saying don't do it. We're just saying, be careful of what you implement Mm -hmm. based on what you watch.
0: Yes. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. It
2: is. (laughs) It is. Especially when you apply it to guys with big egos and girls with big egos. Oh, Yes
0: in general avoid the egos but I don't think we can always do that but uh, yeah yeah but um I think this kind of ties into your approach in teaching and jujitsu I know that when we had talked uh and we met we had found out we were both teachers and I know you yes. don't teach anymore but I would love to hear how does a teacher like how did that go with your students you know do they you know like was it a good release for you as far as the tension? Like what, what was that balance like?
2: It was definitely, I mean, jujitsu has always been a major stress relief for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, mentally it's helped me so much with like my anxiety, my, um, my assertiveness to like mm-hmm. kind of giving me that confidence from the person I was before. Um, but But yeah, like after a stressful day of teaching and just kind of dealing with behaviors and parents and administration and all of the stressors that all of us teachers know about, Mm -hmm. it was great to just go and turn my brain off while we're rolling and just worrying about the physicality of the now and Mm -hmm. in the moment stuff. Um, And my, my, my students absolutely loved it. There was actually many times where like students became my jujitsu students
0: really what was that what yeah, was that
2: transition like that that transition was wild because we would and I would emphasize like there's going to be boundaries like coach Jackie is here and and teacher Jackie is over here okay mm-hmm. like like there's there's going to be a line drawn and then and then I'll, I'll, we'll go back to school the next day and I'll hear, you guys want to hear how Miss Jackie completely <laughs> choked me out last night? And I was like, can't say that. You need to give context. Context! And I'm like, I'm like, at least your parents signed the waiver. Your parents knew exactly what was going on. It was a teaching moment now you know not to put your head there if you're shooting a it double it's just it's it's education yeah. <laughs> and uh, what grade
0: did y'all did you teach
2: i've i've taught so many grades
0: oh good over okay. the oh
2: over the years um like i've taught i've been in the special ed department uh-huh. you know with ppcd cbi uh-huh. uh resourcing content mastery which is probably one of my favorites to teach because i taught a uh, resource and content mastery math uh-huh. um i did fifth and sixth grade computer science
1: uh-huh.
2: uh, math intervention uh-huh. i did third grade self-contained there was a, a teacher's class that i covered when she went on maternity leave so i taught fifth grade math for okay like a semester. Um,
0: A journal
2: is a journey, a place to gather thoughts and become the best version of you. Papier creates thoughtfully crafted notebooks, journals, and more. Their curated journals cover themes like wellness, goals, and gratitude. Best of all, you can personalize each product for free. Put pen to paper and start your journey today with Papier. Visit papier.com for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off at papier.com. At the time I met you, I was teaching third grade, Okay. Um, self-contained, all subjects. But I think my, my favorite has always been math instruction.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we, we deviate. I teach um, 11th grade literature. And so yeah. uh, that would be a bit of a different interaction with the students yeah. that they became. <laughs> I'm trying to get the girls to come in because we've had um, a lot of issues with some sex trafficking in our area uh, because we're Mm -hmm. right on a major interstate. And so I'm trying to encourage the girls. Come on. It's fine. You know, let me know. I'll be there. It won't be awkward. But I live 30 minutes away from where I teach. So that's part of the problem. Uh, Yeah. It would be very awkward, though, if some of my guy students would show, hey, Coach Willis, what's up? like, oh, God.
2: (laughs) Some of the things that my students always, like, loved was when I had footage of, like, my matches at Mm -hmm. tournaments, and they'd be like, can we see it? Can we see it? And I would kind of make that, like, my reinforcer. Like, if Mm -hmm. we get through the lesson, and if everybody gets their classwork done, then I will put it at the very end of the day, yeah. and so that was always fun, like catching their reactions to um the things that were happening in my matches.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And even they were, they were like, they were like little cheerleaders and oh. almost like little instigators too. <laughs> like, why'd you let her do
0: that to you? And I was like, <laughs> listen, unless you're there, you don't know what it's like. Okay. Oh my goodness! I taught last year. <laughs> My, my kids in seventh grade they're in eighth grade now they're still my babies um one of my students uh she got me good um uh I said oh well this is the girl you know I went up against and uh, you know I'm gonna have a, a rematch against her oh is she the one you keep losing to okay you know what <laughs> I hate when they do
2: that <laughs> you know I hate what? when That's... they do that when they make it so personal <laughs>
0: But thankfully, you know, we we had it, you know, it was all in fun, but I said, you know what, it's a zero for the day. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like, you
2: need to go to the calm down corner and think about your feelings (laughs) and how you're making other people feel right
0: now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, I guess, getting on to the more serious side of of the teaching, uh, what I guess this is a, a conversation because I've just known a lot of my friends who've been teaching, um, have noticed some, some issues. And I know that this podcast isn't, you know, about teaching, but we're both teachers. This is something we both know. I'd yeah. love to just get your thoughts on, I guess, since it is related to school safety. Um, and what, is that a reason why you've left? What was a re- what are the problems that you're seeing just kind of safety wise for teachers? I mean, safety ways
2: for teachers, you do see so many threatening times, like not just to where you feel like you have to protect the children that you have, but also like protecting yourself from the children too. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like even in upper grades, I would have to write referrals because of, um, you know, male students trying to be threatening. Mm or even like making verbal threats. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like in really small towns where everybody knows where you live, everybody knows which car is yours, mm-hmm. things like that. It does kind of give a different feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: these could be very big possibilities
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, that happen. And I wouldn't say that that's one of the reasons I left. Um it was just, it was just more of the exhaustion of mm-hmm. the career of being in it that that kind of pushed me to go to another direction. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all of that stuff did add to the exhaustion
1: mm-hmm.
2: a lot. And you'd be su- be surprised, like even at elementary grades, how some of the younger students can be too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Like I would hear pretty young students even in, um, like I remember we were doing a a school survey and I was going with the kids, go uh, explaining what each question meant so that they knew what to pick. Um, And I remember uh, there were safety questions that came about. And I remember one student said, well, I'm going to put that I don't feel safe with you because you tried to hit me. And I was like, what? 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 And the fact that you said it out loud, which I'm kind of thankful for because everybody heard, it's, it, everybody knows safety is such a big thing too. Mm-hmm. So they know that if you just use the right words, you can kind of get rid of somebody you don't want to be there mm-hmm. anymore. And so it just kind of feels like, no matter where you go, you're always going to have a little bit of a target on your back. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Which is kind of crazy to me because, you know, we're supposed to be there to be almost your second parent for the year. Mm -hmm. And we're here because we, you you know, we want to be there and we want to teach and we want you to want to learn things. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And so it just, a lot of the things like that would just Kind of put me to a place where I'm like, I don't, mm. I don't know if this is where I want to stay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, with how I question, you know, am I going to walk into the school and is something going to happen today?
0: Yeah. And that's, and it's a sad state of affairs that you know, as teachers, we want to mold minds. We don't. We're not signing up for those kinds of issues, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's one of those things that I'm blessed with where I am. It's, you know, our school it's, it's safe, you know, but there's still all around us. I'm hearing about shootings just down the road and we go on soft lockdown. It's just, we we just never know. And, um, and there's some mostly what I deal with are just the, typical behaviors, you know, that's not, but, um, I talked, my cousin just started teaching this year, fifth grade math. Um, so another math person, but, uh, we, it takes every, every kind of person to make the world work. (laughs) Um, if I were to teach math, something would explode how I don't know, (laughs) but, um, she is dealing with behavior problems that I never would have thought, you know, kids, you know, making, shanks, you know, or throwing desks across the room at her. It's things where I, I, I'm just flabbergasted because it seems so different from when I was growing up. And I sound like an old fart when I say that, but (laughs) it's, it's just not the same world. And I guess, you know, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but um, it just seems like they're trying you know, evil times out there. And you just got to keep your head on a swivel, it seems. Yeah.
2: And I think, I think kind of coaching gives me that same fulfillment that Mm -hmm. teaching did. But in another level, since the kids that are on the mats that are there for a coach are wanting to be there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you, you do get some behaviors, but it's, most of the time, at least for me, and I'm blessed with this, that it's more just like an attention thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I know you're you're sitting next to your friend, you want to play around, but like, come on, it's time to be serious. And we're mm-hmm. going over this right now for, for drills or because you have a competition coming up. So mm-hmm. you got to have your head in the game. Um, but that feels a lot different coaching kids that genuinely want to get better, that want to learn, that want to keep going with it rather than, you know, kids that are sitting in a classroom and they don't want to put in the effort they don't Mm want to they don't want to learn what you're planning to teach for the day because they don't understand how it actually applies to them because they're just going to be a YouTube star or they Mm -hmm. just know that they're going to take over the family business so Mm -hmm. that's all that they need to know
0: yeah I think that is just a wonderful ability for you to get your uh, teaching, you know, fulfillment with kids that are legitimately wanting to learn something. I think that's a great, a great point for, you know, any teacher that, you know, it's when you're wanting to leave the career, you know, you were in it because you wanted to impact people. And so it's, you know, trying to find a way to leave an impact. If you realize, okay, teaching may not be what I'm doing for the rest of my life. So what do I do now? And I guess with jujitsu and you being a higher belt, you found a place to naturally trans transition those skills. Yes. Um, And I would think, you know, with math, you know, it's so, I don't want to say formulaic, but I'm not, that's the only word I can, can come up with. You have a pattern that, um, or a system that works, you know, to get to the right answer. And probably the same thing can be said about, obviously jujitsu is not formulaic or, you know, but I would think the way that you might approach teaching math might help with teaching jujitsu. Am I just really making a big leap here? Am I?
2: Well, I I don't think so because there are, it is very strategic, you know, you have to have strategy. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking about this because my neighbor, My neighbor is actually one of my old students. Ah. So when when I pulled up one day after work, um, she was like outside holding her backpack and she was walking towards my house and she's just like, can you really help me with this math homework? I'm really struggling. I'm like, okay, like I have some time. I was going to be home Friday night. Like, come in, we'll do it. And uh, she's showing me all of these things and she's showing me her notes as to how her teacher is telling her to solve the math problem. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately go into, like, looking at the strategy, looking at how she's wanting to approach this and seeing, like, okay, I think I would teach this a different way. And, th- mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly how it was at the tournament today. And I was mm-hmm. like, I see that you're doing this move, but really you could have just stapled the bottom leg first and then windshield wiper, and then you could have just, like, completely passed that mm-hmm. that leg. So it it, it is kind of the same concept because there's so many different ways to get the answer
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that you have to think about every possible way.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And so, and so, so it is, I mean, it is relatable. I feel like it is relatable. It's not such a huge leap. Mm -hmm. uh, About it because as a math teacher, like that was one of the things that I stressed so much. It's like, I don't care how you get to the answer, as long as you show me exactly what you did,
1: mm-hmm.
2: because every single step is going to count. Mm. And that's a lot like jujitsu. Every single mm-hmm. step counts. Every placement, every um, you know, application of pressure, everything counts, because we all know that one little thing can be off. It just ruins the entire thing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good... I like that. That's a, a good way to think about it. I
2: like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as as teachers, we kind of have like the leg up in jujitsu instruction, because we do, Mm -hmm. we already live in that mindset of how can we teach this to a room full of students that all learn in different ways.
1: Mm -hmm. So like,
2: we're already naturally differentiating Mm -hmm. um, all the time. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that's what I do a lot as a coach. Mm -hmm. And I know the, the women in my gym have told me this uh, many of times that, you know, they can hear the, like the black belts and the men that usually do the instruction Mm -hmm. and, and they'll kind of conjugate and go over to me. And they're like, can you kind of like go over what they said? And then I'll, and then I'll make the little, just little changes in tone and vocabulary in demonstration and then they feel like they just they learned it in a completely different way but they understood it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so
2: that's the approach i take to it a lot
0: yeah i think that's very similar uh, feedback i get if i'm ever paired with somebody who's it's their first or second day and say oh what what do you do for i said oh i'm a, I'm a a teacher okay i can tell i thought it was something like that I said, yeah <laughs> what one of my favorite things
2: and that uh one of my uh training partners said you you totally know you're like a teacher is when i was teaching the little kids in basics class how to sprawl like i tried to emphasize really landing on the hip and with the way that you're like your feet land i kind mm-hmm. of tell them to think of a mermaid tail you know, oh, like your aerial just sit yes. as, sitting on the rock, sitting on the rock, looking at Eric on the beach, like all that stuff. And then they would, they would just get it down like right away after boom. that. Boom,
1: boom.
2: So it's just it's just those little things that you kind of have to incorporate. No matter how silly they sound, it's mm-hmm. going to click for somebody eventually. And they'll always remember it, which is pretty much the goal. Like you mm-hmm. want to always remember that that's how you're supposed to do it.
0: I like that. I, I may see if we uh, can implement that in our, when we drill sprawls. <laughs> mermaid! <laughs> yeah, mermaid tail. mermaid tail. <laughs> I'm I like,
2: don't... you don't want to land on your knees. You want to land on the side of the head. Oh
0: yeah, that's how I right. messed up my knee. Uh, we had a, a, a ju- I tried jujitsu like in college. It didn't stick um, because they didn't tell me how to sprawl. And so I messed up my knee for the second time. <laughs> and I just uh, the bursa sac, you know in the knee oh my knee was the size of like a watermelon a bit hyperbole there but I was like nope I can't do this and so I just think if I could have just mermaid tail that long ago (laughs) where would I be today
2: (laughs) it's amazing the things that we think about that just like if I would have known that years ago it would
0: have made such difference Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know it would you know, as I've been told by some wiser family members that, you know, if you had made a different decision back then, you wouldn't be the same person you are today, you know, so. Which is always true. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you work a lot um, on hearing with the kids class, it sounds like, and with women. Uh, What are some um, ways, or not ways, but some advice you might give uh, for women who are interested in trying jujitsu or what are you seeing as some common sticking points for women with jujitsu, trying it, getting in the door? I think, I think the main thing would be to
2: keep going, even if you're the only girl in class, Mm -hmm. which is probably one of the, the hardest things that we can tell women, especially, Mm -hmm. especially if they're, um, especially if they're wanting to do jujitsu because of their experiences with men,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, which is definitely one of the reasons that I had started. Um, mm-hmm. w- just with my history of past assaults, past trauma, mm-hmm. that aspect of training with men was just terrifying to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was lucky at the time that we had
0: Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze.
2: When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA
1: SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply
2: maybe like two or three women at the gym at that time that mm-hmm. I would like regularly work with. And then slowly, you know, they would give me advice like this would be a really good person for you to drill with. And then slowly, uh, you know, get to know and then like slowly increase your intensity level with it. So there's always that path to go to,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, especially, you know, when you're scared of like, I'm just going and I'm just going to, be wrestling with a whole bunch of guys like the, like right. it's it's intimidating yes and it can be scary but it can also be very rewarding the more you the more you do it the more you feel better about yourself uh and your abilities um there's always less fear every mm-hmm. single time
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and i i was just watching a video about this um, I don't know if it was this morning or last night, but there was somebody, you know, who was asking that question. What advice would you have for women in jujitsu? It's such a male-dominated sport, right? And it's just keep going, even if you're the only female in the gym, mm-hmm. because eventually, eventually, more women will come, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna be that woman that you wish you had when you started. Hmm. So in a way, like you're always going to be the one that's going to pave the way for others to come
0: and join. Mm -hmm. That's really good. uh, A good reflection on if you are the only female in the gym. I think that's great advice. Just keep, keep coming, keep showing up.
2: Keep showing up. And, and, and one of the things I emphasize too, especially to all the new women that I have, Mm -hmm. um, if you don't want to roll with somebody, then just say no, Mm -hmm. you know, pick a drilling partner and just drill or say that I want to work on this. And then just drill repeatedly. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if usual training partners are unavailable at the point, Um, because I always think it's kind of a red flag. If somebody forces you to, you know, spar with somebody that you obviously don't want to, and they're saying no to,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um but that's that's one of the biggest things that I always emphasize to the women Mm -hmm. like say no do only what you are comfortable with at the time Mm -hmm. because it's not a it's 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 not a fast process Mm -mm. if you are really going to be in it for years you're going to have all this time to build your knowledge and build your skill set And you'll be able to roll just like that in your due time. And it's going to be there, but absolutely don't rush it, especially Mm -hmm. don't rush anything that involves your own comfort level.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think that's something, and I'm so glad our coach, um, makes that same, you know, kind of rule that you have the right to say no, you know, guys included, Mm -hmm. but we have, uh, a lot of we have a teens and you know adults class we're all together and so he stresses the teens can say no you know the girls can say no guys you you can too they normally never do but you know if you don't want to roll with someone you don't have to and that's not and he says don't take it personally you know they may need that round you know maybe they just they can't go at your intensity level or yada 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 right and um I think that's very, because some, you know, at least here, because Texas is the South, you know, it's, you know, here in the South, we don't want to seem like rude, you know, like oh yeah, sure. Why not? And then you're forcing yourself to do something you're not comfortable with. It could be, exactly and it's hindering your progress because the entire time you're internally just flipping out and just really worried and so and it's not really benefiting you but I like that idea of hey well I don't want to roll but I do want to drill and that immediately for somebody gives them the option of is this an ego thing that where they're just trying to smash the girl or do something you know not very helpful or hey yeah that's great we can work on this and refine it Um, because sometimes my best you know drilling rounds are with these giant guys where the only option I have is I've got to get really good at this one particular guard to alleviate that pressure or something you yeah know? so there's different ways to approach it you know drillers make killers they say
2: yeah and um especially like I know s- starting out I, w- I was very lucky in having great training partners and mm-hmm. ones that looked out for me and now that I moved up and I'm in, you know, a position where I do take in all anybody that's new, especially if they're female and kind of give them the ins and outs and, and stuff of the gym. I'll take that responsibility on myself just because that's the kind of person I am mm-hmm. where I'll, um, I'll pick their, their partners for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, Hey, i like go with me first. And then I want you to go with Rachel. I want you to go with Robin. Um, like these would probably be like really good partners for you. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of be that guide to ease that transition for them. And then eventually they get comfortable enough to where they're going and They're picking their own drilling partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell them upfront, like this is what I like to do in order to, get every woman comfortable in their movements comfortable in you know their own abilities and then letting you kind of figure out what you want to do
1: um
2: and so far I mean it's worked thankfully I've have I think we have 12345 I think we have six kind of dedicated women now that are that are at our gym and even though even though it's a huge number of men still Mm -hmm. it's still it's still a whole lot more than you know the years
0: where it was just me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) so like that still makes me excited yeah well it's it's a slow Female jujitsu, it's it's slowly growing. You know, we're uh, I was at a Chris, uh, Christina Barlon she was on the show not long ago. Um, and she had a seminar in Jackson essentially, and we had I think 40 women on the mats. So it's you know, it's getting bigger. Every time we have some kind of event, I'm noticing there's more girls. Yay! Yes. Yes,
2: that's one of the things I loved about um my friend, the one that I coached today. Um mm-hmm. she and uh, her best friend started Sisterhood of the Traveling Ghee. I love and, it. And they, you know, they have a website where they post all like women's led classes, women's only classes, women's open mats. They host open mats. I've gone to a lot of the ones that um, my friend Maria has set up in the DFW area. Mm-hmm. And then every time we go, it's just this, this great energy of, all of us females just getting together and talking about jujitsu and doing jujitsu. And I believe they actually have, um, the lady you just mentioned, Christina, Christi- Christina, Christina, mm-hmm. I believe they're having her for a seminar here. Oh, that's awesome. You should go. So can, go. I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to go. Um, because I'm I'm always at their, their events. I love what they do mm-hmm. and, and the way that they sponsor women and children who want to compete or like cover their gym membership fees. Mm-hmm. And that's where all donations go to is to that scholarship fund. Like, I just, I love that whole aspect of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so it's always great to see all of those women come to those open mats and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the ways that I kind of build my skill level too as a competitor, because especially with these, most of the people that go are competitor women. Mm-hmm. And so I really stress the new the newer students and even the younger students, like even if you want to go and don't want to roll that's okay but at least go watch
1: mm-hmm.
2: because watching upper belt women doing jujitsu is just it's just awe-inspiring
0: mm-hmm. like it's so beautifully, I, like, dangerous. beautifully dangerous beautifully it's,
2: it's it's beautifully <laughs> dangerous i'm excited that they're gonna have an open mat in my gym because my uh, oh, that's awesome. my my female um Younger competitors in my in my kids classes, they're really excited because they don't see,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, adult women besides me mm-hmm. doing jujitsu. So, I've, everybody's like really excited to just come and actually, you know, see it in their mm-hmm. eyes for the first time.
0: Yeah, well, that's gonna that's awesome, and I think that's another reason I w- I want to get more women is that it's a. It's a great it really is a good sister it's not one of those hokey like disney you know phrases they're like oh it's so yeah but we really i don't know it's something about you form a strong bond through shared murder on the mats <laughs> yeah
2: i mean some of um and some of my best my best you know relationships and friendships have come from like women that have absolutely beat the tar out of me <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's just how it's been, and and even like I've been really I feel like the competitors too. Most of us are very open mm-hmm. and kind and and friendly. I haven't I I feel like I've been lucky where I haven't gotten the the mean girls in the competition scene. Mm-hmm. I haven't come across it. Like I've always had really great conversations and and mm-hmm. connection with everybody that that i've met
0: yeah I, especially other the still,
2: tournament mass
0: yeah i've not had anyone you know i may have run into you know some sportsmanship issues but never like a. yeah you know like you know not had that experience yeah so.
2: a couple a couple sportsmanship issues um i mean thankfully nothing too outlandish
1: mm-hmm. that
2: i've that i've encountered thankfully
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah um but it's it's almost like that weird like it's either one or the other mm-hmm. like you, you like you either like form this great connection and you wind up being friends or like you just bump hands and you never see each other again
0: right yeah but
2: but either way it's, it's completely fine like, oh, yeah
0: yeah about to say i think it's uh it's just a great sport and i think if if nothing else, it just, it teaches you as an individual, what you're capable of. It's giving you that difficulty that you have to find a way out of. And, you know, I've, I think that once you realize, Hey, you know, I can survive, you know, somebody trying to choke the life out of me, yeah. you know, it's just like, you know what? I'm invigorated. I can take on the rest of the day. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. You, you do have like that boost in yourself. Even even when you feel like you don't do as well as you should have,
0: mm-hmm. you know, you
2: still went out there and and, and did it. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about that.
0: For sure. Like, For sure. And even if you didn't do that great, you know, sometimes a brand new person walks through the doors and you get a reminder of nope, I can handle myself. <laughs> so- yes. Yes. <laughs> oh goodness. Goodness. Well, anything else you uh wanna? let our viewers know about or anything you want to end on um
2: i mean i think that that covers a pretty good yeah yeah
0: we covered through a lot (laughs) we did we did but uh but yeah i mean it was great talking to you it's been a minute you know i follow you on the instagram
1: so oh thank you
0: yes and that thumb that you entered what tell me that wasn't the writing hand. Was that the writing hand? Thankfully, it was oh, my good. left
2: one. Oh, oh good. my goodness. I can't, like, everybody's like, at least it's not your right hand. And I'm like, I know, I know it wasn't my writing hand, but I swear it was so difficult oh. not having one thumb at all.
0: You're just like a cat, just- like, pawing at stuff.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, especially with the brace with my hand like being permanently cupped and not being able to to move it oh. like be- because the stabilizer goes into like part of the wrist too. Oh, sure. So it was like it was just I, that was a miserable month for me. <laughs>
0: Jeez.
2: And 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 I was just I was just itching to be back. I like, can and and I knew I knew that if I tried to go and like coach kids mm-hmm. classes, that I would probably try to be like, well, I yes. could drill, I could flow. But then I was like, no, I can't risk it. Yeah. I don't have my health insurance yet through my new, through my new employer. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm right. not even
0: going yeah, to. Don't... I think that was a wise decision because I understand yeah. that struggle of, oh, I'll just watch. I'm sick, but no, well, here, why don't we do this guys? Why don't we do <laughs> next thing? Yeah. You know. And,
2: and, and it's amazing that was, I don't know if amazing is the right word, but that's actually the longest I've been off the mats with a jujitsu related injury. Injury.
0: Oh, well, like that,
2: that like knock on wood that that's been my worst so far because the breaks I've had in my ankle and Mm -hmm. foot were not from jujitsu at all.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: they were from roller skating and a fall in my kitchen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when those injuries happened, people were like, oh, that wrestling stuff finally got to you, huh? And I'm like, nope, it it, it happened completely off of it. It mm-hmm. was from roller skating and trying to live out my roll bounce dreams, but they
0: did not happen. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. Well, <laughs> you know, the, the kitchen floor is also very hard to submit. So, I mean, it's I think it's beaten more people. So.
2: I mean, I have no problem tapping to it. It's it's (laughs) like, I'd rather, I'd rather get up and walk and, you know, live another day. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I'm so glad we got to talk. Uh, Maybe we can talk again sometime. And if maybe Worlds or Pans comes to Dallas again, I will be in your neck of the woods. So that would be great. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, have a great rest of your evening and uh, thank you for talking with me.
2: Uh, thank you for having me on. I hope you talk again soon.
0: Yes, ma'am. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from
1: Febreze. Zaza Music Festival, the most anticipated
2: summer event, is coming to Bader Field in Atlantic City on July 15th and 16th. Lato, DaBaby, Remy Mom, Freeway, Beanie Siegel, Leray, Coco Jones, and more. Plus, the world premiere of the new Burner Boy Breakfast Metaverse series with more artists to be announced. Tickets are on sale now at Zazafestivals.com. Get your tickets before they're gone. Visit Zazafestivals.com for more info about the VIP experience and the full lineup. Zazafestivals.com
1: um oh.